and get your tickets please get it whatever you do let's meet at the silver star towers let's wine in nine and of course dance the night away official 90s jam there's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com i am mfa apo see you next year Money Engineer simple. If you say MTN Mumu, it keeps you like very simple. This trip would be a genuine 200%. Top up your airtime with your MTN Mumu wallet. A one a breakthrough repair. Enjoy 200% bonus on any amount you recharge with your MTN Mumu. I'll meet three times your recharge money. <laughs> you can't believe it, my boy. Dial star 170 hash to top up your credit and feel the 200% essentially. Okay, for what the bra? Now you're trying calculation the reality. No, apply. If anyone has any reason why this couple cannot be married, speak now or forever hold your peace. <coughs> this Tuesday only, it's five for 25 at KFC. Stop it. That's five pieces of chicken for only 25 city. Stop it, I like it. <laughs> you can't stop a great deal. Get five for 25 city this Tuesday only. KFC, it's finger licking good. This Wednesday on the Joy Business Band, we are catching a ride with Inventor One. All the way in Adiambra Takwadi to meet Asidu Abudu, Inventor One, who has become the talk of the country after vehicles he assembled himself went on display on social media. There's a scorpion design. Scorpion uh, design. design, yeah. You see the, this thing, I don't know how to mention the, the parts, but there's a scorpion in the back and there's the front. So here is the T, and here is the front. You have your headlights, you have your horn. You see the engine before you, you see the car. So when the car is coming, you just see the engine first before. Uh-huh. Asidu will tell us how he learned to assemble vehicles and the prospects for commercialization. So if you understand the basic technology, you can invent anything in this world. So right now, if you give me anything, I can do it because I have the basic of technology. The Joy Business Van on TV, radio, online and on ground. It is powered by Joy Business and supported by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank.
hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. Crossover 2019 with Pastor Mensah Otterville. Well, my friends, uh, God has brought us this far in 2019, and I want to welcome you to Crossover 2019 to come and enjoy this moment of thanksgiving, of appreciation, of faith, of expectation, of desire, of purpose, and of achievement. Because I believe that as we see of one year and welcome the other, all of these must take place. We must be grateful, but we must also be full of faith, and we must anticipate the new year. Come with your family, come with your loved ones. There will be an anointing service as we usher in the new year. And I believe that God who has brought you this far will take you through 2020 and you will see the favor of God in your life. Crossover 2019. I'll see you there. Crossover 2019. Independent Square. 31st December. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. See you there. And now, today's word. Pastor Mansour Tabil, it's nice to welcome you to your own broadcast, The Living Word with uh, Mansour Tabil on uh, Joy 99.7 FM. But first of all, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The last day of the year, over the years, has seen people come together to worship in God's presence and cross over into the new year. What is the essence of this tradition that we meet on the last day of the year to cross over into the new year? Uh, first of all, uh, it's an honor to share uh, what we believe is an important celebration with uh, God's people. Uh, there are things we do in our Christian faith uh, which are both symbolic and substantial and when i say symbolic it means that it represents something and it's substantial that it has value by itself Uh, so the beginning of the year and the way it ends there's symbolism in it and there's substance in it as well Uh, so we we are all aware that when we are starting something we, there is a process. You, whether you're going to school for the first time or you, you, you're starting a building, there is a process for laying a foundation and so on. And so when we start a year, there is a process by which we start a year. Of course, people can decide which process they would use. But as Christians, we gather to thank God and to celebrate, not as individuals, but also as families, as groups, as, as people who are connected and so crossover is one of those important starting points. Uh, it's both an end and a beginning because it starts from the end of the year. So we end the year and begin a new year. And those two moments are very, very important to how we tune ourselves spiritually, our minds, and, and our focus for, for what is ahead of us. So. We consider it a very important uh, meeting point of times uh, of the past uh, and the future. Over the years, I have observed that the theme for the next year uh, is often 
uh, revealed at crossover uh, the event itself uh, but uh, maybe for the best part of two to three years or so um, the theme is revealed ahead of crossover what informed the change to sort of orient um, God's people ahead of crossover uh, by releasing the theme oh, of, of course um, and, and uh, your observation is right that we used to just declare the theme uh, when we had entered the new year so uh, it's first announced at that time but we started uh, announcing the theme earlier a few years ago uh, because as a church, our theme is not just a slogan. It's also the theme for the year. So for all our pastors, it informs all our activities, uh, our preaching planning, uh, our church focus, training for staff in the church, training for church workers. All of that is guided by the theme. And so having... Uh, notice of it ahead of time helps the pastors to determine what kinds of messages they're going to preach in the next year. Uh, Most pastors probably a couple of months before the year uh, would start working on their preaching schedule, what kinds of messages they want to preach. Even if they haven't finished it, they, they start orienting their minds to what they want to do the next year. So this gives the pastors, all our pastors, the time to reflect to pray uh, and to look at you know where they're going to take the congregation the next year. It also helps them in planning the church activities and church programs uh, so that the theme guides what, what happens. Uh, so we, we decided instead of just doing it on the day to give ourselves a notice more or less so that we can uh, better serve God's people and, and be more intentional about what we do uh, as a church. Some 10 years ago, your friend Bishop uh, Joseph Garlington described you um, as a combination of two words, unique and excellent. So he called you unique excellence. Uh, and this makes me wonder uh, why maybe we haven't had the theme excellence uh, up until now. What was the uh, inspiration behind the choice and the declaration of 2020 as the year of excellence? Well, as you know, 2020 is a very pivotal year. Um, it's it's the end of a, a decade of the teens of the new millennium. And now we're going to the double digit T's. So 20, 30, 40, 50, uh, 60 to 90 and uh, hopefully uh, another uh, century comes on. So um, it, it, it gives us the point of, you know, reflection. I mean, what does this beginning of this new decade mean for us? And uh, our church's um, philosophy is, is centered around three ideas. Uh, human dignity is is one of it we are very particular about honoring humans as as the image of god and the other is practical christianity and that's why everything we do is we try to make it real we don't over mystify what we do we we try to bring it home to a practical uh, achievable 
levels of practical Christianity. And the third is excellence. So excellence has been an anchor of the church right from its foundation. Uh, It animates everything we do, the way we organize, the way we plan, the the way we approach everything. If you've attended any event of the church, you would see uh, an attention to detail in in all that we do. So uh, this is just to reemphasize the the, uh, major anchor of the church, uh, which is excellence, and calling our church members to go back to their foundations, to their roots, to really give of their best in all that they do and aspire to qualities that are beyond what is accepted within their local spaces. Without preempting, but of course taking into account that uh, we will enter 2020 first through uh, crossover, uh, what are the things that you would um, say that one ought to focus on uh, in order to have a fair chance at living a life of excellence in 2020? Uh, we, we see excellence as a spirit. And when we say as a spirit, it means it's something internal. Uh, you, you have to have it internal before you can do it external. And a spirit of excellence is, is seen in a person's inner desire to always give of their best and reach beyond the best. Never get comfortable with past successes and what they have achieved, but forgetting the things that are behind us, the Apostle Paul tells us, to reach towards the higher call and to the prize. So we, we want people to internalize the process. But excellence is also seen in, in, in the way people see things. Um, part of the challenge in our, our world is we make do with almost anything. We approximate. Uh, we live in a world where effort is rewarded and not results. Uh, so somebody says, well, I wanted to do it, but you didn't do it. So when we, we focus on excellence, we want people to really have this internal uh, uh, drive, but we also want it to be in the, in the way they see, to, be, to pay attention to what is before them, uh, to correct what is wrong, to, to align what needs to be aligned, to, to just make things work very well for, for all of us. So uh, that, that's how we see it. Of course, it, it touches our morality, it touches us ethically, it touches us in terms of our productivity and fruitfulness, it touches us in um, the way we run our families, we run our houses, our homes, our, our lives, and so on. And, and for me as a person, even the way I preach, I mean, I am attempting to be more excellent uh, in my preparation, not as if I wasn't preparing at first, but being conscious to say, can I do it better? Can I, can I, can I reach higher than what I've done in the past? So that's the challenge we are giving ourselves, that uh, yes, we may have done well in the past, but we have to excel, we have to surpass what we have done uh, in the past. Uh, for those who have never attended Crossover uh, before, uh, but are intending or considering uh, attending this year, what should they expect at Crossover? Well, Crossover is a feast. Uh, it's, a, it's a spiritual feast. It's a spiritual festival. Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, God uh, anchored his relationship with Israel around feasts and festivals, whether it was uh, 
Passover, the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, Feast of First Fruits. Um, these were times when he he interacted with his people. So we see crossover uh, as well as greater works as those feasts. Um, so it's a spiritual engagement. It's a time of consciously coming to the presence of God and desiring something specific for him. Um, it, it's crossover is organized with, with the excellence that our church is known for. Uh, we start planning for these events months ahead of time. Almost every event, at least six months ahead of time, we start serious engagement with it. Um, sometimes a year ahead of time. We start planning. So it's not just something that happens instantly. It's something that has been thought through. Several teams have worked on it. Every detail from sound to the visuals to the seating to the arrangement to how everything is done is done to, to, to exhibit the perfection of God uh, as much as we can. And each year we, we up the game for ourselves. Even if people think we've done well, we up the game. So for anybody who comes there, they just feel it's almost like somebody took time to prepare a meal for you to come and enjoy. Uh, and that's what you feel. So there's an enveloping presence of God. There is an ambience of excellence. You just feel that you have been thought of and the meeting has been put together uh, to, to edify you and to build you up. So crossover takes place at the Independence Square um, and it starts from 9 o'clock in the evening. There is a, a service of hymns uh, where we just prepare uh, people sit and listen to inspiring hymns um, uh, before we go into the rest of the service. But from 9 o'clock uh, we start building uh, at the Independence Square uh, up until the early hours of the new year. Uh, and so for anybody who wants to be there, the Independence Square is the place to be from 9 o'clock in the evening. Over the years, we've seen uh, a growth in the consumption of crossover and uh, your ministry in general uh, by many across the world over the internet. What should they expect this time at uh, crossover 2019 well we are, we are very conscious about reaching as many people as possible and we use all the means possible to reach people we use social media we stream live and so on and so forth uh, so for the international community uh, especially those who are in a time zone that is ahead of us and especially those who are in the u.s uh, we have a lot of people who join us for crossover before they cross over because they will be about five hours if you're on the east coast five hours uh, ahead of us and, and some will be about eight hours ahead uh, even for those who are behind us who have crossed over uh, some go home and tune in and see what's happening here so we have a large audience all over a large international audience who participated with us and we are conscious of, of that that people are participating so we have them in mind in the way the service is organized and as you know we have a communion service which is participated in not only on the grounds but also with our online viewers and so on we have an anointing service which we involve them in so we, we are conscious that our audience is not just those in front of us but those who are tuning in are from all over and we we minister to them as god enables us uh through his holy spirit 
So I may have had a torrid time in 2019, or let's call it a, a challenging year. 